an honor to join you now. And um, I know that you're someone who's been following, I've heard about you that thankfully you've been following Shana uh, Morris for many years and helped with the programs. I'm a bit newer in the whole story. Um, I've only yeah. been involved with Rav Orish in terms of working-wise for two years. It's coming up to okay. my two-year anniversary around now. I had like a, I had a short um, time where I wasn't with him um, for while the whole story when there was the changes with Rav Brody not being here and other things. Yes. I wasn't here during that time period. So I have thankfully nothing to contribute about that time period other than that there was a lot of changes. So I can keep it positive, you know. Um, that's my style. Um, so when I was I was invited back after that, and I've been here now for let's say another year. So it was six months, and then I left, and then another year. And uh, thankfully, it's been a, <coughs> a very big merit to be with Ravorish for the last two years. Obviously, I had the merit to um, to take him on the Amuna is our future tours. That was. Right. That was the brand that I created with um, when I joined 2018, um, Brez of Israel, and be able to help assist a new sort of fresh, innovative approach to everything they were already doing. To take the books, for example, and bring it onto more of an online platform experience through all the different up-to-date technology and innovation, and also to help assist with the tours that there should be more collaboration, and there should be more experience of um, development of the Yamuna ideas that Ravorish has made so available in so many languages and so tangible and the fact that he demonstrates it and lives it that people should be able to experience it um, hopefully it was in person that was the ideal obviously that we should come to South Africa we should be with you we should be in New York we should be in Miami we should be in Toronto like we have in the past um, but this now with the coronavirus challenge, the South Africa trip's not happening and doesn't look like the North America unless, you know, some big changes come up. They come up with a cure or some sort of vaccine or something changes right now. So until then, the thankfully, we've laid foundations anyway for much more of an online approach. So we're doing like now Zoom chat or we're doing a lot of live feeds. We just put uh, right where I'm sitting over here is a brand new studio and we have um, all the different Wi-Fi just been put in so we can put it on all the different channels like live feed, uh, Instagram, YouTube, um, Facebook. Um, the website will get updated eventually. It's still a bit old hat, so we need to get that up to level. Um, and uh, that's the idea is also audio platforms, podcasts, to be up there with everybody else, where everybody else is, so the Rav Zorish teaching doesn't, God forbid, like just become sidelined by what's you know, new and fresh. Like we're up there, we're fresh, we're innovative, and that's why I branded it Amuna is our future. That should have that innovative energy to Amuna. That it's to make clear to everyone that the future is Amuna. And it's not just something that was a successful Torah experience many years ago for some people who were lucky enough to learn his books, but it's something that should, the legacy should grow. And that obviously gives us the responsibility, someone like myself and yourself, who are students on some level of Rav Orish. And then it also gives us um, an opportunity to, to hopefully empower other people and even the new generation. You know, like my children are in their own way, like 
find their own connection to Avorish. And, you know, they're, they're a new generation, which I don't know what's like in South Africa, but even in Neutralayim, they already, no matter how much you try and protect them, they're already on TikTok and they know about everything going on right now. So I put up a video of Ravorish on TikTok, and even though it's not the best place in the world to be, and I won't put it on his name, but just as a personality, he should have his content there as well. And therefore, the kids are liking those videos as well and sharing them to their friends and their WhatsApp groups or whatever they're doing. And that, that's the idea that we're up there. We're where all the generations are holding. So we have, you know, still the old school website format, and we have you know, up to where my generation is at, which is more like, say, YouTube or whatever. And then there's the new, like, TikTok podcast kind of vibe going on. So that's where we're holding right now. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great. Brilliant. Amazing. Yes. Listen, uh, funny enough, I actually had a dream about the Rev last night. Really? What kind yeah. of dream? <laughs> no, it was positive. It was very good. I can't remember what he gave me a message, but no, he was like, no, it was just nice. Like, it was very bright and... That's why we you want the like personal. Me. That's why I want him to be with yes. you. And that's why it's important yes. people can come here. So at least we can do is have a live thing. We're going to have tomorrow night, Rav Orish sitting there in English. Please God, he should be healthy. He should come. And we've got Rav Elgrod, who you know, Rav Dain Elgrod. He's now stepped up a bit more yes. in the English program. And he's translating and putting out more Shirim and Halacha. And so he's going to translate the Rav. And uh, and also Ashkafa, and with him and him the, on a weekly level, we're going to have this English live Q and A. So I'm getting questions from people already, and uh, we'll also have special guests. So we've got Nissen Black coming for the first one, and Nissen Black's already like a well-known celebrity, and he brings in the current issue, which is you know the whole it's matters story, and giving that fresh you know like view of how to understand current crisis that the world's going through with the whole race issue and etc and how does it go together with Ravorish and Amuna and that's my hope that we'll try really um, be up to the level of, of what's needed to help guide people right now. Another point is that myself personally I have a unity projects. My goal is to basically bring unity. You know, that's the hardest thing. You go to a shul, everyone's, you know, got different opinions and stuff, or you go to a, an organization, and, you know, I've had that experience many times, and it's something which is a big struggle. So I'm trying to build different platforms for unity, and Amuna and unity for me is one thing. It's not like contradiction. It's not like I'm making a, an opposing concept. It's completely at one with the flow. I've, I've asked Raboresh himself, about certain ideas if they contradict each other, like does Simcha contradict itself? Does uh, Amuna contradict, like, because I have another Rebbe who's down the road, the Tolna Rebbe, he's Chernobyl. Now Chernobyl don't really go together with Breslov, yeah? But I'm a Chassid of both, so how do I bridge that? So I asked Raborish, and he said that the emphasis of Simcha in Chernobyl an emphasis in Amuna in Breslov is no contradiction, because you know very much in Breslov, Simcha is also 100%. Rabbi Nachman's name was Nachman ben Simcha, so there's no like contradiction. Now to bring that into business is what our goal was. We're here to talk about the Garden of Riches and the uh, soul money and money and Torah, Torah money. I think you put Torah first, which is good. Torah money that it should be 
a spiritual experience, whatever you're doing. You should be able to go into business. You should be able to deal with your finances. You should deal with your with your practical daily life with Amuna. Like I saw that on the tours, being with Rav Oresh every single day for hours and all crazy hours and for, for weeks at an end. And I had the merit to be the main person, like organizing and being a achrai, being responsible that he should get from place to place. It was, a, you know, and also present him and, and make sure every everything was taken care of from the menu, from hospitality, from all the different aspects that go together of a daily life of Rav Oresh. I had to make sure he had a mikveh, he had some time for his spotedness, he had all the meetings which back to back to back all the way through and doing that a few times like in the last few years seeing how he is as a person on all those scenarios that came up was amazing to see that with everything with the money with the everything was a muna how he makes a, a washes his hands how he goes to the bathroom how he speaks how he how he eats food how he talks to every single person no matter who they are the cleaner the driver everything is with a muna and like you said with love and the way it should be you know and even one time he got upset with me and he was right to, and it was good to see even that was Ibn like it, I needed that, you know, it was like everything was very, uh, a very big Kiddush Hashem, very positive, and it was an honor to work with him and see how, and to be some, be in his presence and see how the books that he's written is alive, like it's not, it's not just good ideas. So that's the same with us, like on our level, which I hope we can do is try bring into the daily life, like right now, one of the big challenges, a coronavirus challenge, is with debt, yeah? Like people are having a big challenge how to balance out their finances. And if we take Rev Orish's teachings, Garden of Riches, we know that one of the, the key approaches is essential living, which is funny enough what the world's having to do right now. So everything he was writing about 10 years ago when there was also struggle um, or reading, or it was speaking about, was written down into word by his by people that helped him, like Rabbi Lazer Brody and other great people. That he was able to put out there that even in the previous crash, we say 2008, 2009, and we, you know we all remember that, you know, with Madoff and the whole thing. So that financial crash that happened then, there was he had already put out big solutions in his books and of how. If we live in a more essential way, and even more so right now with the coronavirus challenge, because how much can we go out, how much can we travel, how much are we able to indulge in things that were apparently normal life, we have to cut back, we have to be more realistic, and that in itself is a massive solution to the whole debt issue. If we live in a more realistic, essential way, effective way, that our time with our family doesn't have to be surrounded by luxuries, but actually focus and actually connection, like you see, from uh, I love the sign, sold for money. Do you see the the idea that we are able to tune in to uh, the people in front of us, like yourself or family and friends, in a in a holistic way that they actually get our attention? Like when I was in all those meetings with the people that visit Ravorish, you see the way he's totally focused, and that's what I've seen by other Sadiqim as well. That there's a certain ishtavus, they're present. They're not just in like, you know, phone world, like unfortunately I find myself or, you know, in other places where we're just like not focused, they're totally present. And that it, it creates a tremendous satisfaction with the people like the family, the wife, the children, the Shalom Bayat, the blessing is there and all the visitors as well. So then your sphere of influence is, is, is in a positive place of focus. And therefore, then you don't need to make up for it through financial 
bonuses of like, you know, fancy holidays that we can't afford right now or fancy luxurious, you know, change the kitchen because I've ignored you for the last year. You know, redo the kitchen it doesn't need a redo. Like, you know, we've moved into our house in Jerusalem. Thank God. We have an apartment five minutes from here down the road. Miracles are miracles. You know, as someone who's dressed like this, with you know, beard and everything and my whole life. And I'm able to thank God to be a lit owner of an apartment in Yushalayim Merakodesh. And it's the whole journey of, to that is a miracle. And the fact that I can come work for Ravosh, that I can afford to work for him, meant I had to have a certain standard of living. An example was, you know, the standard thing, you move into a new apartment. If you're from America, usually I'm from England, from London, you redo the kitchen. Yeah. But I went in and I looked at the kitchen and I was like, said to my wife, look, we have a certain amount of savings that we've come away from all the different stories that we can, you know, balance out a little bit, this move back to Yushalayim. So like, you know, what are we going to, are we going to re, we have to redo the kitchen? Is that a Kiev or are we going to look at this kitchen? It's never been touched. It was an apartment that was left there for a few years. No one, no one bought it for whatever reason. Um, it was a few good reasons, but it worked out for our benefit. And let's just leave the kitchen as is maybe like clean it up a little bit maybe add one or two things like very small things and we just save thousands of shekels thousands of 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 headaches and and time and that we didn't need to so then now two years later we're still benefiting from the fact that we didn't waste our money on a kitchen that we didn't need to do because we didn't get that much more debt we didn't accumulate things that we didn't need to accumulate and that's just one example for me personally and that would go together with his teachings that if you're living in a more essential way so then your finances now well like i said it has to balance out with your soul partner it has to balance out that she's up for that because then it goes to the other concept of not being stingy the rav talks about you have to be very generous with your wife you know that one of the things i was in awe of when we go on our trips how much the rav was able to be generous to his rab his his rebbison his rabbini Rabbani Orish, and she was constantly able to go shopping, just my stuff. So she was able to go shopping and be able to come back to, to give to all our grandchildren. I don't think she got much for herself, but it was amazing how, you know, she was able to just be generous on, in her expendings and we were able to work it out with the bags and that was part of my organization, make sure we weren't kicked off the plane with so many suitcases, etc, etc. But that generosity, you see, like, for someone who is on such a high place you see how much he treats his wife with honor that it doesn't it doesn't come back to stinginess it's not like so therefore like so if the if my wife would have wanted the kitchen done that would have been rots and hashem i had to make the kitchen done there was no argument there's no discussion anymore but thank god i have an anxious chayo i pray for it that she's able to say no the kitchen you know what i'm actually okay i'll 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 be happy if we just do a few little things so i bought an extra few cupboards uh, gave her more space and i you know we bought a new like shy thing just to put on the middle somewhere that was wasn't so nice and a few little things and that was the solution to the whole to the whole story it was amazing so excuse me clever in the middle yeah so um so that sorry there's always guys around so the point is that i think that that's a very important balancing act that needs to be worked out that you're essential but you're also not like overly um you know like uh overly protective of your funds you're able to understand that, that what i feel the money you get is really for your families for other people it's not for you 
like for me to buy myself something is always after the fact. That's how I feel personally. But, you know, everyone's going to work that one out themselves with the people in their life on a personal level. But the principle of Rav Orish, of being essential and then at the same time not, not being stingy, being generous, that balance is a very important road to walk. And it comes together very much like he speaks about with prayer. We've exposed us, we're talking to Hashem, we're making a check that you are being generous. We're making a check with what you're spending on, what you need to buy, what you need to make improvements on. To be very honest with yourself, you know, like we're pressured, we don't realize how much, and this is my own personal point, we don't realize how much marketing is done on a on a on a internet level. Like everything we're saying on some level, I'm not trying to be like conspiracy theory, but I do feel that I see in my feeds that everything I talk about comes up. So it definitely the 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 algorithms of internet, social media have tuned into what I'm into. They know my likes. So I have to therefore have that extra strength of restraint, not just to be pulled into what they're advertising to me all the time. And to keep my focus that when I'm online, that I'm online to be essential, not to just be frivolous, you know, just spending or whatever. That, it, that, you know, I personally, my principle that's protecting me so much is that I don't usually spend any money online, nothing. Thank God I've pretty much managed to do everything through the local sphere. I can buy everything I need from the local shops. So I'm not pulled into that whole online buying world. And, uh, you know, that's protecting me from a lot of issues, you know, personally. But when everyone in their own way has to make their own boundaries of, so that they're not pulled into a lifestyle that's beyond their ability. And that in itself is a big solution to the pressures of employment and success that we don't have to go down that road. So uh, I think I said a lot right now. I'd like you to be able to talk to me and ask me what you specifically were looking for. Thank you for listening. Great. No pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, so, so let me tell you the idea behind this course. Yeah. The, the course has got, I suppose, different aspects to it. There's three main aspects to it. Number one is practical steps on how to create wealth. Great. For that, I've created a, um, a budgeting tool, and I've come up with a formula on how to create wealth from different books that I've read. Amazing. And in the budgeting tool, it actually incorporates it. I'll show it to you quickly. Yes, please. That, that's, not, that's aspect number one. Aspect number two is a tourist perspective. So what if 